episode 82 of Wingman's Garage. We are broadcasting live from Casa de Traca. They all are at my house. Tonight we have a very special guest in the house. This is Reed, everybody. It's okay. fingerless Reed, as I call eight, it. Eight finger Reed. Eight finger Reed. <laughs> Do the Reed way. Will the Ranch Reed is way. currently diligently working at National ATV Repair at 3639 Trials Drive, trying to get everyone's Ford Wheelers side by sides. Dirt bikes, street bikes, and uh, Chinesium horse back, buggies. Horse buggies. Horse back carriages. where they belong. Back in Amish country. Yeah. Yes. And uh, SV Will has just like lots of work that needs to be Apparently done. Apparently, he's working a lot. And then Brandon, the is food wor- dude, is Brandon. It's Brandon. Is, we don't know what's going on. I am New York, the voice behind the camera. And currently in front of the camera. He is in front of the camera. And wearing the uh, the cat jacket today is me, Chris the Wingman. We're at my house. It's Track Rat. So luckily, I don't have to go anywhere after we get done. I actually have to walk to my bedroom. Do I get a cool nickname? Or am I just... You're Fingerless Reed. I'm Eight Finger Reed. You're Eight Finger Reed. <laughs> you are Eight Finger Reed. I'm always rocking out. Oh, I mean, I can think of another one, but we'll let you tell the story before we go there. Yeah. Which but, which one? No, we'll go there. We'll go there later. later. Okay, we'll explain. Uh, we'll, we'll introduce Reed here shortly. Yep. yep. So, welcome to episode eighty-two. Yep. Uh, officially the last episode of twenty seventeen. Yes. Yeah. Been a wow. year. It, yes. It, it has been a year. It's been a year. That's definitely. What's up, April? But yeah, it's it's been a year. It's been. Yeah. Lots of ups. Lots, lots of ups. ups. Lots, lots of, of sideways steps. Lots of sideways steps. But never down. Well. With the show anyway, never down. Show, show never down. No. So here we are, and uh, um, hang on, we gotta share this. Where, where's Brandon? Somebody must text Brandon. I can't use the phone. Eeyore, jump on there. Tell Brandon to start sharing since he's not here. So if you are watching this, please, if you haven't already, share this uh, video with all of your friends. Uh, share the link. Um, try to spread the uh, Wingman Nation a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, again. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Leave us a review on Facebook and on iTunes or Google, whatever your chosen media is. It helps tremendously. Google Um, Play as well for all you Google people. Yep. Uh, Definitely helps. And, you know, just get more people watching. Get us doing more exciting things in the coming year. Other than sitting at Daniel's house and, (laughs) yeah. If you're you're watching this on uh, Facebook, Facebook Live, Questions and comments will be addressed during the show. Yeah. And if, uh, if, if you're, you're catching right. this on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. You Google catch, Play, ShoutEngine.com. Catch your podcast song. You can call 2625-GO-RIDE. 2625-GO-RIDE. Go Got that read? 262-GO-RIDE. Even I 2625. I didn't figure it out. It's okay. Yes. And uh, yes, don't call right now because it's going to stop the video. Yeah, don't do that. Because <laughs> that's where my phone is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's freezing. Yeah, it's here. cold. It sucks. It is freezing balls here. It is currently 23 degrees, which is uh, higher than it was earlier. Shit, I got to get the faucets dripping. Hang on, y'all go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> you know it's cold when I won't ride because of the temperature. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it's not that I haven't ridden in this type of weather. It's just not fun to, especially when you're going right to work and then back. So, well, you know, my cutoff is like 25 degrees mm-hmm. and 31 miles. 
and it's currently below 25 degrees, and I have to go farther than 31 miles. Yep, same here. So Much further. I think the most frustrating thing for me is, like, you know, you wear your freeze-out gear underneath your pants, then you wear a rain suit over if it's really that cold, and now it takes me, like, 30 minutes to get dressed and 30 minutes to get undressed. You need to become an onion just to ride anywhere. Yes, and exactly. Kill yourself. So, like yeah, it does take a lot of the fun out, you know, yeah. especially when you're commuting to work. And then you have to spend the rest of the day either blimped out and uh, incredibly hot in the, the warmer areas, or you spend 20 minutes taking your gear off and 20 minutes giving your gear on, go to lunch, taking it off again, and it's not fun. Uh, but, I mean, there is some really good riding gear out there now that can reduce some of the layers. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about that. In the, Ogres in have the layers! Sorry. <laughs> so, my shrink. Um, before we get too far, do we have any news? News, news, news. Eh. Oh, gosh. I don't really know. Are there, is there any? Well, Kendra's joined in. Kendra has the, the comment for the evening. Will and Brandon finally realize their undying love for each other are eloping in California. Huh. And this is from Brandon's woman. So, Kendra, you have more information on that than we do. Come on down. So, come on down. <laughs> come hang out. I'll see you. Exactly. Message me. I'll send you the address. <laughs> uh, so, let me see. Outside, not really any news. Uh, Triumph has released their um, fiscal, the end of their fiscal year. Did they make a lot of money this year? Apparently, they had to do it twice. I think once was once for the European branch. The other one was for U.S., I didn't delve too deep into it, but it didn't look like it was bad at all. Oh yeah, no, with the, the models that they brought out with that bobber and the mm-hmm. and the new the revamp of the bottle line right. and the street twin line, the street mm-hmm. cut, the street scram, everything else. I don't see how they didn't make money this year. No, there's no um, way on God's green earth they didn't I did make money. really quickly glimpse over the European announcement, and from what I, I'm probably wrong on this, but from what I think I saw was they went from. Billion euros, mm-hmm. like value to twenty four. I think profit wise, that's a huge, huge jump in a year. I'm probably completely wrong, so don't quote me. That's uh, massive. I'll have to look at it here a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, that's massive. You know, Tell's got a good question. Once we get to it, once we get to that point, okay. Uh, I mean, other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot. Not a whole on. lot. Um, no, there's a, a recall on the Z nine hundred. The Kawasaki Z900. Yeah, that's a yep. that's a recall for the shock mount on the actual on the frame itself. Mm-hmm. It's a little weak. Um, Kawasaki's got the parts; they fix everything. It's under warranty. So if you have a Z900, contact your local dealer and get that set up. You need to change that ASAP because you want your shock to stay where it is. You want it, your <laughs> suspension geometry to stay the same. Yep. Because if that not, breaks, then it turns into something that isn't the same, and it's not a good day. Uh, yeah, when your rear suspension is, becomes non-existent entirely. Yeah. Bad things happen. Yes. Um, that's about all I've got for you. I mean, there's some little <laughs> racing news. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing really crazy. I mean, Cam Peterson, he was on the Aussie Dave Superstock bike this year. He is now on the. He took over from Jake Gagne now that he's going to World Superbike. So I don't really know Cam. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen him once or twice. He's quick, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a big learning curve jumping from the ZX-10 over to the CBR, so we'll see what happens at the test. Okay. Other than that, that's well, really it. 
Eeyore just said he's got some really old news. So give me the olds. What's, yeah, what's the olds? old news? Okay, the old news is the olds. Yes. Royal Enfield has come out with their uh, 650 no, the 650 twin. twin. Yeah. 650 twin. Mm-hmm. And they have a new model called the Himalaya, mm-hmm. which is you know a dual sport. And they're going to use that to try and increase their market share here in the States. They which, actually have a dealer in Nashville now. Which Fine. actually has yeah. gotten some people's attention because they were talking about that day at the shop. Yeah. I thought it was a 400. No, they've got a 400 over in Europe. But they've got the 500 single that they've always had, and then they've got the twin 650 mm-hmm. over here. Because the 400, okay. the 400 for the single, right? Yeah, it's a single. Yeah. The yeah, 400 yeah. for the American that. market doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it might work. It'll work over in Europe, but it's not going to work here. I saw one of those yeah. Sturgis. It's a cool. It's a neat little ride. Yeah, yeah. definitely steeped in some old school flavor. Definitely. That being said, there actually is something we saw earlier today, which is kind of interesting. So Mahindra, yeah, we did uh, see that Indian manufacturer built probably the most motorcycles in the world because they sell a ton in India. Yeah. Um, is teasing that they might have BSA next. They were posting pictures of old BSAs and kind of no real connection there until you think about it. Yeah. Um, not confirmed yet, but they're probably going to be bringing BSA back to the market. Yeah. BSA coming back to the market, it would be, it'll be fun mm-hmm. um, just because... It's another steeped English brand, mm-hmm. right up there with Triumph, BSA, yep. and Norton. And Norton, Norton's mm-hmm. back as well. D- Norton's back. I just found Nor- out today. Norton's back. They've got the V4 that they built. They're super bike. Yeah, the super bike's oh, disturbing. That so thing badass. looks awesome. Oh, and then they, is they're not back in any appreciable way. You see, Norton, Norton as a brand has never really been. They, they were the Ducati of the '60s and '70s. They had the Norton, the feather bed frame, mm-hmm. or the track feather bed frame, and then Norton had the strong motor. That's mm-hmm. why you had the Norton. Yep. You put the Norton motor in the Triumph frame, and there we go. But it's... That's just the Triton. Norton. Vincent. And the Triton. Well, the Vincent, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a whole other show. <laughs> so, but see, with Norton, Norton themselves can be... The boutique brand that builds mm-hmm. the cool cafe racers mm-hmm. and builds the cool like crazy super bikes that you see right. two guys run at the Isle of Man and one of them like I think this year they started first for the super bike race, right. but they run a V four they start off with a pretty enough motor but I think they built a proprietary one mm-hmm. I think it's their own V four this year, yeah. but they've got a parallel like a twelve hundred cc parallel twin that's that is the higher end Thruxton R that's just crazy and for those of you who are racing nerds chris walker is working with them the british superbike guy that rode for kawasaki for years now he's got like he's one of the marketing brand guys or whatever but he was working with him for a while and helped develop the bike so helped develop the parallel twin bike so it's been really 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 good i just hope they bring the bring it actually over to the states it'd just be cool to have a boutique brand they do. They. I was at, so I found that out today. I was freaking out. There was a place in Texas that had a couple really? of Norton bikes. Okay. Yeah, man. And they had one of those V four super bikes. Was like thirty four grand. Oh yeah. I mean, for, um, the, for the for the guy that's buying that, you're shopping the yeah shopping the everything was carbon fiber, magnesium, and yeah. then even their little they re released. Like my dad grew up riding a Norton Commando seven hundred. Yeah. Like his first bike in California. Heck yeah. They have one of those, and it's around I think twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just got like jitters. They were so beautiful. Oh, oh my god, bikes are yeah. gorgeous. What are you doing, Chris? Uh, apparently, everyone's looking at the top of the microphone. Oh, so okay, whatever. Let me change that. 
We're changing that. So sit tight, everybody. Sit tight, everybody. If you get dizzy, blame Chris. You can blame Daniel when he's sit taller. Oh, shut up. <laughs> At my house, I'm going to sit how I want. All right. So there we go. No microphone. No microphone now. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. I see that now. But, you know, one Bad of the... shot setup. Couldn't see that side of the screen. Yep. Anyway. So I think it'd be really cool, though. We've got... <coughs> we have Triumph that's been around for a while now. Yeah. Um, Indians back with a vengeance. Um, Indians back with funding. That's the biggest. Well, yeah, biggest which thing. is good. Yeah. Um, BSA maybe. That'd be that. Got Royal Enfield and Norton. So it's kind of kind of fun seeing all the old old school companies coming back. All British bikes. I mean, I'd like to see yeah. Norton be a lot more mass production just to see them on the road. Well, because you know yeah. the chances of us ever really. Running in Norton at this yeah. point in time is going to be very that's, minimal. Yeah, that's a minimal thing. Of course, it's like running to a triple or a speed triple on the road in reality. Yeah. You don't see that. Seeing speed triple. Yeah, seeing that kind of stuff in the wild is really rare right now. Yeah. A wild Where's, speed triple. A wild yeah. speed triple, yes. Yeah. they are. But they are. <laughs> depending on the rider, they are. You know, it's like the Hypermotard. I've only seen I've three seen of them two or three in the wild, not including the mine. you're the first. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until I bought one that I started seeing more. I saw, I've seen two or three at the track. That's I about seen it. That, so. Well, it's because you're never at the track. Oh, well, yeah. That's so That's true. why you've never seen it. Yeah, that's true. See? So, <laughs> I win. I love Triumph, though. That inline three motor is, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. The yeah. My, my next track bike, I think, is going to be a Daytona. Yeah. I, I'm in love with that bike. Daytona's fantastic. You really? had one for a little while. I did. I did. And you I, did? Yeah, I did. What year? Uh, it was an 06. Okay. First, first, first gen, gen, yeah. Yep. And you can do it, find a first-gen Triple R, or, or Daytona mm-hmm. R. Mm-hmm. I think it's 2009. But like any, anything Triumph, at least in the triples, uh, yeah. for those bikes, you want to go at least 07 or newer. Yeah. Especially on a speed triple. I forced yeah. my buddy to buy an 09. Really, he was buying it for me later. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. He's yeah. really happy with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you can sell this to me when I can afford it. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, I, that's all the news that's I've got. That's all the news I've got. Let's oh. see. Um, what did Tell have to ask? Tell was asking if we used um, heated gear, and I, for one, haven't ever used it. Don't you have one? I have heated grips. Okay, so it's not heated, heated grips. Gear. Right. I have. Heated well, I, I rephrase that. I have a heated vest that I've never used because I have to get the proper connector from BMW, and I just haven't been able to do that Got because you. I'm lazy and broke so i mean that's just the way it is but i have a heated vest that i've never used so (coughs) i'm interested to use it but i have to have the proper connection right now heated grips as uh reed was saying heated grips are fantastic i was never a fan until about two years ago um literally the rep for this particular company oxford that's uh, well. Oxford, there are, Ox- yeah. are we allowed to? Yes, we're yes, allowed to. Oxford heated grips, man. So I there mean, are other heated grip companies available, but Oxford is endorsed by Wingman's Garage. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the rep and vice president, actually, no, excuse me, the president yeah. of Oxford USA came to the shop and they were making their presentation. One thing that they had was a display of four different grips that, you know, you actually work. This is about late November. <laughs> and we're talking, I've got my hands in the grips. And they're nice and warm. I didn't really think anything about it. Then I let go and walked away. And in that short span of not holding onto the grip, I realized how cold it really was. So I ordered two sets that day. Um, you ordered 
No, just Heater. insulation. Okay. And water oh, protection. Yes. Uh, heated grips make a big difference. Um, I've actually got heated gloves too uh, from Joe Rocket that are battery operated. They're not the hottest things in the world, but they keep you from being cold. My only issue is when you start buying heated gloves and everything is they turn into mittens and you can't really feel what's going on with the bike. Well, so that's it feels like really gloves in general. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the, the thicker insulation because I can't feel the grips as well, but they it's kind of the trade-off. You don't get cold. Those RS Tai Chi gloves you let me wear, mm -hmm. those, I won't forget. those are fantastic. I mean... Once you get down to like cold, where it's 20, 25 you're degrees, gonna be cold you're gonna you're gonna be cold no matter what happens. Um, those things are good till about 40, 35, yeah. 40 degrees, and they were fine. And the inner liner, I wish they sold that inner liner in that jacket. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I was so mad when I found out they didn't sell that inner liner. But oh yeah, those are that the, inner liner's the truth. Those are the first winter gloves I've ever owned that I don't hate. Yeah, wearing them. Yeah, so. I think well, the heated grips, the Oxford ones are ninety bucks. I mean, like, yeah. what, where can you buy spend ninety dollars on like really good quality yeah, winter gloves? So you're gonna spend yeah, fifty bucks. That are literally yeah. two wire connection. Yeah, yeah, just right to your battery terminals. Well, Super easy to do. I'm lucky because my bike came with them. Oh, well, well, it should for the price. That for the price yeah, that I, mean, I got it. Sorry, yeah, we can't all have for the MSRP. It yeah, should be that way. But I mean, I've used them and they knock the heat off. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the. The top of your hands will get a touch cold, but hey, if you've got heated gloves and you got heated grips, your hands are happy. Your hands are happy, but the rest of your body, if you don't have anything else, it's going to be cold. <laughs> happy hands club. Yeah, the happy right. hands club's all you're going to be. Your feet, frozen, you're right. no. And I've actually got a heated jacket that works, again, well, but I hate being tethered to the bike. Yeah, the te being tethered to the bike's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Won't it's, do it. Won't do it. Yeah, I don't like it. That's actually why I don't use it. Yeah. Um, but it... it Having the extra warmth will definitely make your riding through this kind of weather a lot better. Now, uh, one of our friends at, at in Santa Cruz actually mentioned in a previous episode of Motorcycles Misfits that um, hot hands, little hotties, yeah, the little hot pot, little things you have the like football, and, things, yeah, the yeah, gas station yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. those, those things do work. Before, well, many years ago when my CBR was the only mode of transportation I had. Uh, and I had to ride no matter what the weather was. No, like. thank you. That's what kept me warm. I'd go and buy big old boxes of them, and I'd put two in each pocket, <coughs> one in each glove, you know, a couple in the jacket, and it it did pretty good. Yeah. So it's an inexpensive way to stay warm, but you have to keep buying it. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Ugh. Well, I always done the latex gloves. Yeah. Throw those on as a, as a liner. Right. Just latex gloves. your hands, cuts out the Oxford's the got, yeah, Oxford's got some. That are like wool. I don't mm -hmm. know. And then RS. RS Tai Chi has a glove liner that uses like some kind of material. Kind of thing. That it's really light, but supposedly catches sunlight's warmth and keeps oh. it. I haven't had enough sun here recently. Trust yeah. me. Eeyore's got some tips, I'm sure. Yeah. To stay, stay warm since, you know, he rides just about everywhere he goes. I'm surprised he didn't ride tonight. I'm a, I'm a touch surprised. You missed that conversation. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. 25 miles. It's, 20, it's 25 degrees. And 31 miles. Nope. $1,000. Yeah, $1,000 anyway. <laughs> we know you're not here, here, Rich, but it's okay. I still want to do that. We'll talk about that We'll later. talk about that later. That'll but, be another show. Some, what are your, your tips there? Uh, basically, uh, go to the episode where we talk about hypothermia. Yeah. And know what it feels like. Because how I came up with this 25 degrees and 31 miles is by almost going into hypothermia at 23 degrees. No. So, no, thank you. 
And the reason it's 31 miles is because if I commit to riding to work, it's 31 miles to get from home to work with Richard. So, and <coughs> so anyhow, uh, insulated boots, mm -hmm. uh, insulated coveralls, a, uh, a fleece uh, pullover, fleece gator that's tucked yep. up into my full face helmet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, a pair of winter gauntlets. Tuck the sleeves of my biker jacket into that. Yeah. Keep as much wind off of me as possible. Mm -hmm. Eeyore's got that nice bat wing fairing to yeah. keep the it wind does. off my hands. Yeah. And uh, know your route. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if you ride every day, you know where the potholes are. You know where uh, water can collect and freeze like it did this morning. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you know, where leaves accumulate, where you might lose traction. And where the big temperature changes are. Yeah. Yeah. Because coming back, going back to Hendersonville, when you're on 65 and you drop past, one, like, come down that down, hill. Yeah, you can that, feel the temperature you drop. drop. You feel the temperature drop 20 degrees going mm -hmm. through. Yeah, that's Same so thing. Just heading oh. north of 24, just as you can pass Old Hickory Boulevard, temperature drops. Yeah. And then, again, another Hendersonville tip, since I lived there for forever. Yep. When you go past Damis's on NLA Road... Right there at the old movie theater, mm -hmm. you pass that little section. That's the coldest place in Hendersonville. Really? It's brutal. There's an underground stream running through there. So the minute you get through there, it drops 15 degrees. Right. It's awful. Yeah, you can tell I lived in Hendersonville for forever. Yeah. So anyway, you know, and really what you were saying about you know getting a neck gaiter, uh, keep keep the wind off of your throat and the cold off your throat because that's where all your blood flow is going. You know, you're gonna feel instantly colder if that if you chill out there. Yeah. I so, just scream when I ride. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I mean, even something. Like, if you have nothing else, get a bandana or something. Yeah. Wrap it around your throat. Do something. Uh, yeah. uh, I think that freeze out gear from Cycle Gear, man. It's not bad. It's, here. I've had it for three or four years now, and it's really low budget. It's a little thick, but it does the trick, man. And I know there's nicer brands out there, but I've just had this forever, and it's been tough, and it hasn't. Right. I don't know if there's any other like long john kind of stuff that you guys wear yeah. for the winter or uh, what, what there's you all sorts of things you can do real quick before we do that mm -hmm. um j mac had asked what's the best helmet skirt he's tried using uh balaclava freeze outs but it wrecks all his hot breath onto his glasses and they fall quick uh i mean really what i've i found more useful than a balaclava because they always bunch up anyways is uh really like a a fleece neck warmer. It's mm -hmm. just the tube that goes around. Uh, I've actually got the uh, a couple of things like uh, what are they called? Not poo rags. Do uh, rag? No, they're That's buffs. So like a buff, where you can use it as a balaclava or head yeah, wrap yeah, or yeah. just neck warmer. Really, unless it's stupid cold like it is right now, I'll just use one or two of those and just pull it down and just kind of wrap it around my chin and pull the helmet down. Uh, as long as you have enough to pull under it works well um but the polar fleece is what they call the other stuff just the neck warmers really all you need as long as you can get it sealed up against the bottom of the helmet you're good um, i've never used to i've even i've even taken an old pair of sweatpants and cut the legs off mm -hmm. and folded it up and basically all you gotta do is just get it up to where uh yeah like get right. your chin strap yeah on and, yeah and have that yeah. hold it up there mm -hmm. That's good enough because even with that, I, you know, I got to keep my face shield cracked to uh, 
you know, keep it from fogging up. If you, worse comes to it, just get yourself a fleece beanie. Yeah. And just cut the seam out the top and pull that down. You know, it does the same thing. Um, now, as far as finding stuff like this, again, the beanie, just find something fleece. Um, you can get stuff, obviously, at most well-equipped motorcycle dealerships. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get the buffs from Academy or a sporting goods store. A good ski mask. It's a good like, ski mask. I've got one. It's uh, S. It's serious. S E R I O U S. That's what I use when I'm wearing my three quarter helmet. Why so serious? Serious. Serious. But anyway, but it's got the fleece right here in the face, and then it's got neoprene going around, so it doesn't bother you. That's a really good one too. Right. Um, it blocks. It doesn't. You know, blocks all that. And it comes the. The uh, fleece comes down to about here, so it blocks it out right. that way. Now, getting back to what you're asking, Reed, I mean, the at bare minimum, at least get a thermal shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, a thermal Henley's really nice. Yeah. It's because they're also very cool looking when you take them off. Uh, Henley's are grown, grown up t shirts. Grown man t shirts. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Under Armour's got their infrared series, which does really well. The hockey stuff is good too. Hockey stuff is good. Uh, if you're going to go moto specific, you know, get some good base layers, Alpine Star. Every good apparel company will have Every them. reputable. Yeah. yeah. Every Alpine reputable. Star's got some. Um, the RS Tai Chi stuff, you can find it. I'm wearing it right here. Where you can find it. Um, yeah, they're warm Chi. ride hoodies. Um, they also make one without the hood that they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, layer that up and you're good, you know, about 40 as is with, you know, like a long sleeve shirt under it. But... Once you start getting down to forty degrees, that's you need to go. Serious. That's abuse. That's <laughs> that's not fun anymore. Tires yeah. don't work. Roads are cold. Yeah, no, Man, you're not dragging not a knee, and if you are, you're probably dragging a whole lot more. Yeah, if you're dragging a knee on a cold day like that, you've got other problems. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, other than that, I mean, you rode. Yeah, I did ride. Speaking of riding, Thursday ride last Thursday. When it was warm, I thought it was yesterday. No, God, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was warm last Thursday, and for those of us in Nashville that have been riding in Nashville for a while, busted a couple of blocks. Um, for those of you who haven't ridden in Nashville, that's uh, do a lap around Nashville on the ring road. I did two laps and came home um, just because it was, I did two laps, and it was probably time for me to not do a third lap. Because you were freezing? No, it was more along the lines of, I need to get out of here because I've done two laps and I don't want to push my luck anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I so, I kind of went home. Rode for about 30, 45 minutes because the ring road around Nashville wasn't that far from the house. And, yeah, had a good time. It was, it, we did it, oh, God, back when, back when Exxon was fun. Uh, yes, that's the place we hang out. That was the, that was the place downtown. Is that a gas station or it's a gas station. It's the Exxon on Broadway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the it's street, got the from taco Tennessee. stand. There. Yeah, yeah. It's across the street from the Tennessee. Just ate there for the first time. And we used to sit there at that little corner. We'd all meet up and hang out. There'd be mm-hmm. fifty bikes. Yeah, out man. There. I ran into that. Yeah, uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, and then literally, we would sit there and we'd look around at a couple of people and go, "Bust a block, let's go." We jump on the bikes, take off, do a lap, come back, and I went and did two laps and. Decided I probably didn't need to do another one because I was pushing my luck a little bit and came home. But it was fun. Had a good time. Good. With your bike, yeah. I've just like, dude, obviously, S1000R, incredibly powerful. Yes. But it's a naked bike. Uh-huh. So do you, are you not just like always on the tank because you're afraid it's just going to 
tear you off the bike. It's luckily the little visor right there. Duh, it's BMW, so they wind test everything. So they did their due diligence up to a well. I can say this from the from the racetrack experience. Up to about 115 on the racetrack, yeah, yeah. you don't have to really worry about it too bad. Mm-hmm. Once you start breaking 11 and a half, you want to start ducking down. Breaking it gives you a breaking bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start, you have a little bit of a bubble to get yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you break, but in all honesty, once you get up to about 100 miles an hour on the racetrack, uh, on the racetrack, um, it gets a little difficult to hang on. Yeah. But. Whatever. I what else are you going to do on the racetrack? Yeah, what right. else are you supposed to do on the racetrack? You're right. supposed to go as fast as you can. Yeah. Right. And hang on. And hang on. Um, but that bike there, again, with a little screen, they've mm-hmm. got aftermarket screens that have a lip on it. They're mm-hmm. a little bit bigger and give it a little bit of lip. That's the same thing I did with the, the Tuan. Yeah, yeah, same thing you did with yeah. the Tuan. Yeah. Um, they've got one. It's just, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, All right. yeah I was just curious about that. I'm like, dude, that's a lot of bike to like not have yeah. a... It's a ton, yeah. At, at behaving speeds. At, be, at, speed. at proper behavior speed, properly behaving speeds. It's not that bad. It's actually kind of a pussycat. Right. Once you, you know, you just cruise on it, it's not that bad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you crack the whip a little bit and she's down to play. Yeah. She's yeah. really down. You, you haven't ridden her much. I haven't got, done enough on it. Yeah, well, to, to know. we'll do bike swap. We'll throw the Toronto out there for you to ride on. Yeah, when you guys want to borrow my bike over the winter, by the way, I'd love for somebody to just take it out and, and once it warms up, we'll put some gas through it. If yeah. we get a if we get a warm weekend, I'll holler at you definitely because mm-hmm. I want to actually. I, we'll talk about your bike now that yeah. In fact, let's, let's, let's talk, talk with about, talk yeah. about Reed first. Let's talk about Reed now that Reed. we're done with all the news and it made me blush. Right. Let me make you blush. Let me preface this. Let me tell you how we met Reed. Yeah. So, Reed came into into the shop one day. Um, I can't remember what it is you, you ordered. You ordered some parts. I think I ordered spark plugs. Yes, spark plugs, plugs for the for the FJ. Flip, for the FJ. Okay. Uh, which nobody else had, by the way. No. Yeah. Like, yep. No. You got your plugs, got and spark plugs. you went to go talk to Ronnie uh, on your way out. And next thing I know, our sales manager's calling me to come to the office. He's like, "Hey, have you met Reed?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Just overpriced him on some spark plugs." <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> get your hand out my pocket. <laughs> you get retail plus twenty percent. I'm joking. Uh, long story short, he came to work with us at the shop for a bit, for a little bit, yeah. And uh, his presence is still greatly missed. Yes, there. it is. So that being said, Reed, lay it out. The mic is yours. What are you writing? What do you want to talk about? Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I'm new to Tennessee. Yes. Been here for like four months now. Uh, most of my riding is track stuff. Three seasons of track riding. Um, on a little 08 CBR that I've crashed a thousand times. And those are the best for it. Man, phenomenal machine. Um, but sold all my track weapons. I had three bikes and I sold all of them to get a 17 FJ09 full inline three motor. Uh, before I bought that, though, I test drove, uh, what are we, looks at the larger Tiger Triumph. Mm-hmm. The 1050 uh, or the 800? The, the 1200. Oh, um, the big dog. Yeah, okay. the big one. Uh, big yeah. Shaft driven. I love that machine. It's a little out of my price range. Um, and, and just the maintenance on yeah. Triumphs are a little more expensive. Um, I also looked at the Kawasaki Versus, the Suzuki V-Strom. Um, I was doing a big trip this summer, a big cross-country road trip. We're going to so, talk about that here shortly. Yeah, uh, but I wanted a sport touring bike with the emphasis on the sport, mm-hmm. and the FJ09 is is what I fell in love with after kind of driving all the major. It's hard not to with that trip. Yeah, 
know? Yeah, it's just linear power, man. And I love that bike, and it's funny now having worked at a metric dealership and, and Harley dealerships as well. I look around, I'm like, man, if I could have any bike just to ride around the street, like, what else would I get? I'm like, dude, I'm just so happy yeah. with my FJ09. It does everything I want it to. If I want to go tear it up in the mountains, mm-hmm. you can put that bike on the edge of the tires, and it's like glue, man. You want to load it up with my Gibby hard bags? I can do a thousand miles in a day and and do that. Um, you can do a thousand miles in a day. Yeah, it has <laughs> friggin' traction control, ABS, and then all these features. It has a quick shifter. Mm-hmm. It's like a race bike, man. I mean, yeah. it is so much fun. Um, I'm in love with that bike. If anybody is thinking about buying an FJ09, dude, message me and I'll I'll sell you on it. Yeah, I I friggin' love that thing. So awesome. Very cool. happy with it. So. You went on this road trip. How long was it? About 10 weeks. Jeez. Yep. Where did you start from? Started in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, then went all the way up to Maine. Uh, kind of dipped into Montreal, which is an insane city. If you haven't been to Montreal, you should. Uh, Montreal for my Montreal and Toronto are the two that I need to, apparently, that I need to go to. Yeah, not great riding in Montreal. No. Uh, but just as a city, it was incredible. Yeah. Good food, nightlife, beautiful French Canadian women. Uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, then zigzag my way across the western part of the country to Seattle, up into Vancouver, up in the mountains. Then went all the way down to San Diego, and zigzag my way back to Nashville. So nice. did about sixteen thousand miles. <coughs> Man, almost sixteen thousand miles in ten weeks. Nice. Cool. All in that FJ. Yeah, all in the FJ with my Corbin saddle. Nice. Two I bet, thumbs up. Yeah. To Corbin. Man, you need Corbin on that one. Yeah. The the stock saddle on that is just. Orchard device. Oh yeah, stock right. saddles are always terrible. Geneva Convention should have banned that. It was, <laughs> it was miserable. There's no such thing as a good stock seat. Yeah, no. Uh, what's up, Michael? Michael Lucas is watching. Hey, hey what's going former on? Former guest. He had his bike featured in a magazine. I can't remember what it was. Message just real quick. I'll shout it out again. Um, it was ride of the week or something like man's mm-hmm. toy of the week or something like yeah. that with this. Oh. It's it's a dope Shadow Six Hundred. This thing is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. That's dope. But yeah, message just let us know what it was, um, what magazine it was, and then yeah. So, God, ten weeks on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. How? I, I'm just trying to think of that. I can't get my head around. It that. was so fun. I'm smiling oh, just thinking. I about bet. It. I mean, I want to do so, something like that, but it's just having the ten weeks to have these. So, did you plot out your route? Before you left, or were you just kind of kind of loosely figure out where you wanted to go? It was a culmination of things. I well, I got buddies all over the country, from like I said, from Maine, Portland, Maine, to Portland, Oregon. I, yeah. I know people all over the place. So part of it was seeing friends in big cities. Uh, you know, I wanted to cross off the list of top ten rides to do in the country. Nice. Um, going to Sturgis was also a part of that. I kind of happened to be going through South Dakota cool. at that time. Um, so there were there was a culmination of things that created the, gotcha. the trip itself uh, but it's something I've always wanted to do and I just like I said I sold all my track bikes and said I'm just going to go out and wing it and all right. see what happens so he did what everybody really wants to do mm-hmm. like the rest of us but we can't because you can you just go into debt and eat ramen noodles exactly and <laughs> sleep in a tent yeah I mean I'm down sleeping in a tent yeah. and everything but see ah. I've got a plan by now. Yeah, you've got to happen. Yeah, you're the Brady Bunch, so you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I might be able to eventually. I've got a trip planned, but we'll talk about that once it starts getting closer. Right. So. Cool. So. But yeah. Did you do a lot of uh, 
camping while you were out? Or? Yeah, I'd say it was probably 60 to 70% camping and then about 30% buddies when I was in the city. You know, hot shower, hot meal. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Cool. I think the longest time without a shower was a week. Like I could smell you myself. Start smelling yourself at sixty it's, miles an hour. It's, it's you know it's bad. Uh, yeah. Start standing there. Uh, the wind blowing. I will through. tell you, whatever you eat for breakfast is what your helmet's gonna smell like if you're riding. <laughs> oh for God! The rest of the day. So, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, uh, flavorless breakfast is. So yeah, on that note, just this is an aside. What's the worst thing you've eaten and put your helmet on? You start. Uh, all of you. I will tell you, so this isn't eaten, but I took my helmet into a cigar lounge. Oh, I remember you telling recently. Me about that. And dude, I could just not get it just smelled like somebody was just smoking a cigarette inside my helmet for like two or three weeks. And yeah. I washed the innards of my helmet in the washing machine and like, dude, nothing. And uh, it took a couple months for it to get out. But uh, it was to the point where I couldn't have my visor down because it just was like eye watering. Mm. That's all. Cigars. Yeah. No, and, gross. Yeah. And this, these, the after effects, it's even worse to yeah. cigars. Uh, now, if you're if you're watching us, go ahead and submit your answer, dude, because this is... This is, this is actually yeah, a good, a good question. question. What is the worst thing you've eaten before putting your helmet on? Uh, your? I usually don't eat or, you know, anything really weird. <coughs> most, most everything's bland. But... Uh, I did drive over a possum. Oh, on your oh, bike? On the bike? On the bike. Oh, no! It was more like boom. You can feel the drag under the entire oh, frame. Oh God! Out from under the roof. That's how he wanted to go. Though. I don't yeah. think he's playing dead. No, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> and uh, when when Eeyore gets hot, you can still I still smell possum. Oh, oh dude! God! But that lingers in the helmet. Yeah. Well, it, like, it, you know, I got up under there, tried washing, you know, try to wash it. It's with you forever. The ghost. Yeah, <laughs> the ghost of the you. possum is now protecting you. It's the, off other animals. it's the ghost bell. You don't have to bell anymore. You don't need a bell. You just have the ghost of the possum. That's awesome. Scaring the gremlins away. Uh, what about you, Daniel? Me? Oh, God. Um, probably, oh, Jesus. Um. Really bad, like, Indian food, probably. Ooh. Or, like, Ethiopian, like, really bad, just anything that's really heavy in, like, curry or, like, really heavy spices. You don't take your helmet in there. Leave it on the bike because it's going to smell like that. The Motorex helmet clean mm -hmm. is really good, but it can only work 75 to 80% of the time. It Motorex. I've, yeah. I've, I'll show you what I'm talking about. That's good stuff. I'm going to borrow that. Yeah. But it's oh god! Anything that's really spiked, really heavily spiced, leave it outside. It's it's really bad. Um, that or if you belch in your helmet after drinking a little bit, yep. Bah, that's yeah. the worst. You got beer belch in the helmet. It's it's oh, it's terrible. What are you doing? I'm just looking at the comments. Oh god, because uh, we've had a <laughs> we've had a few. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, I haven't been paying attention just because it's whatever. Uh, let's see. Someone agreed with you on the Ethiopian food with beer. Uh, J-Mac did. Oh, yeah. Ethiopian food's fantastic. I love you drive your car. Use your hands. Yeah, you definitely use your hands. Pinozo says, when you stop smelling fuel, it's time to worry. On your Buell, yeah. It is a little time, start, time to start worrying. Oh, Casey. We'll leave that one. Yeah, we'll leave that alone, Casey. Uh, I saw that one. My pro tip for this is do not eat bananas before you go riding. Really? Why is that? 
Well, see, the good thing about bananas is they taste the same going down as they do coming up. Yeah, but inside a closed helmet. No, that's no, a bad idea. Oh, so no, you had that happen? Yeah, it's like, that's oh, a bad idea. No, no, no. Oh, no modular gosh. helmet, dude. Yeah. No, I can't do modulars yet. I'm not. No, it's just crack the vent. I'm crack the vent yet. We'll get into it later. I'm going to convince you. Oh, God. <laughs> AGV did just come out with a carbon mod. Well, well, they did. They did. So that's a possibility. I don't know. I'm not that the guy yet. We'll see. I've got too many helmets. Kind of makes you not cool. Yeah, no, I've got too many helmets to begin with. Jesus. There are no such thing as too many helmets. Actually, yeah, when you don't have anywhere to put the re- put all of them, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's right when now. you start finding room for them. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing. You definitely want to watch out what you're eating. Yeah. 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 So, if uh, someone out there was listening wanting to do a similar trip to yours, what would you recommend? An FJ09 probably. FJ09. <laughs> Start out with that, you're going to be good. And a good. Corbin seat. And a Corbin seat, yeah. Sergeant makes a really nice seat for them, too. Yeah, I was in between those two, and I, I didn't have access to either one. I just kind of rolled the dice, and yeah. I've been incredibly happy with the Corbin. But nice. I've heard from other people that Sergeant is an equally mm-hmm. as awesome brand. Yes. Um, advice that I would have, uh, bringing the right gear, I mean. It is so much of it on a long trip like that when you're living off the bike. Uh, when I first left home, you know, I've done all this research about like things that I should bring and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, bring two helmets in case it rains and this and that. And I just brought like so much crap with me. After a week, I call my parents. I'm like, I'm sending you like a 50 pound box. <laughs> like just stuff that I just right. don't okay. need. So what did you pack that you sit back? I brought an extra helmet. I don't know. What? I was just like, in case my first time explodes, I don't know. Just somewhere <laughs> you bring, explode? How are you going to blow your helmet up? I don't know, dude. Just, it's like, like a bring two, Like, what are you doing? I said, bring two helmets. So I brought two full-face One. helmets. Well, that's because most of the people that say that are wearing a half helmet. Yeah. And they have a full-face helmet for the rain or cold. But that That's probably said that, and I just read over <laughs> it. Right. He said, bring two helmets. So he brought both so his I, track helmet and his touring exactly, helmet. Exactly, yeah. So I brought two In case you find a twisty, fast road, you go then, switch helmets. Oh, yeah, exactly. That. Bring your tracksuit. No, the dude that, I swear, the officer, the guy that just flew past you, he was wearing a yellow helmet. Yeah. This is, this is clearly a silver helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the excuse he used, actually. Anyway. <laughs> I talked my way out of three tickets, to be fair. We'll go I, to you that. and I will <laughs> talk about, you and yeah. I will talk about that off the air. Uh... Allegedly. Allegedly is the key word. Allegedly. Yes. Um, so I bought my first modular helmet uh, for this trip, which I was really kind of afraid of. And it's all high vis, so I just look like... He looks a, like a 50-year-old just man. Just an old man. Dude. He's the youngest guy here, and he looks older than you are. Oh, uh, it's so well. It is the least sexy thing to have a high vis modular helmet. I can't think of anything... Worse than that. No, it's not attractive. Uh, it's no. not attractive. Full high vis arrow stitch suit. That's yes. what I wish I could have. To be <laughs> just complete the look. Just the canary. Oh God, you can see that dude from space. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, astronauts are from Mirror calling down, going, "Turn that guy off! What the yeah, hell? Yeah, get him inside. Put a cover over him. Jesus! Yeah, people are just crashing their cars. That blinded shit. Anyway, uh, so I had my first modular helmet, which I love, man. When you're doing long distance stuff, it's just so nice to be able to. What which helmet is it? Schubert. Schubert. Okay. Schubert. Schubert. Whatever. Close enough. Okay. I so it, it was between that and the showy uh, Neotech. Neotech. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have a GT Air, which I friggin' love. Uh, but once again, kind of between the two, just roll the dice on the Schubert. 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 Yeah. Schubert. S C H U B E R T. I don't even know how to pronounce it. 
Uh, it's his helmet, and I can spell the freaking name of it. Yeah, what the hell? I love it. I, I, he just worked. I'm a hell of a nerd. God, I'm terrible. terrible. Um, but I love that thing. Uh, but I'm, I've heard the Neotech is, is pretty good. Yeah, well. yes. Neotech's fantastic. Neotech is good. Okay, so now, what? okay, the difference between, because I have never ridden in a, in a module. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever? Ever. Ever, ever. For you work in a place that we can change that, right? I see. Yeah, right. I, it needs to be warmer, for one. But other than that, now... Why are you scared? I'm not. Besides I'm not saying I'm scared. Cool. It's just it's weird. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Oh, it's amazing. So if you want to eat or talk to somebody or have a drink of water, you're at a gas station. Just when you're riding all day, taking your helmet on and off all the time just gets old really fast. Okay. So it's so nice to be able to just crack crack your helmet up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like cruising around town at 30 miles an hour, just you know getting the wind on your face is nice. Everything about it's great. You want to talk to somebody you're riding with at the stoplight? Boom, you pop it up. I won't go back to uh, a street helmet that's not a modular. And I know you're you're probably you are sacrificing some element of safety. Well, um, no, there's a, you are definitely at sacrificing a bit more of that, but for the convenience, the convenience, you know, is, yeah, it's just so nice. I just I'm I don't know. Once you do it, you can't go back, man. Because you're, uh, you're just it's so easy. Just boop. I've, there's too I've many jumps there. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just it. I don't know. Have you ridden with one? Oh yeah, I've had several. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last modular that I still own is actually a Bell Revolver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which you know is definitely one of the sportier mm-hmm. helmets. Mm-hmm. It's modular, but I'm not. I don't dismiss them. Personally, I'd rather not. You know, again, the, for me, the sacrifice is while you do have the chin bar and the face shield, it's really only there for air deflection and weather. You know, because realistically, even with Shoeberth and Shoei being some of the higher end models, that chin bar isn't strong Solid. enough. Yeah. So I get if that. you do go forward, it's really not going to do that much to protect you. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, in the last five years, they started using metal hooks and yeah. hardware to keep everything they're in place. A, they're a million times safer now they than are. five, ten years ago. Um, it's just not my preferred. And most of them aren't yeah. aerodynamic either. No. Yeah. You know, so you get a lot of head bobble at speed. Yeah, I mean, I've just never, I've never ridden one, so I don't really know. Right. It's just never, I've never, I'm not the dude. I mean, I can personally attest how convenient it is just to even, you got somebody next to you saying, hey man, nice bike, and you're just like, yeah. You flip the thing up, it's like, hey, no, this is, okay, so have a nice bike. Yeah, I'm done. Give him a thumbs up. Thanks, dude. And then leave. What'd you say? I said your helmet's too bright. <laughs> my helmets. None of my helmets are. His might yeah. be. But no, no, no. Your guy, guy Martin's a little brighter. It's got two yellow stripes. It ain't that bright. But, yeah. Uh, I'm all high-vis now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I'm, you are all high-vis. I think that's because I'm starting to lose the hair. And that's just comes, yeah, That could be. It comes with balding. All of a sudden, yeah. you're like, I gotta be Male sane. pattern baldness. Male pattern with- Male pattern baldness and high vis are the same thing. <laughs> right. yeah, See, um, I'm growing mine out just for you. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what I'm doing. Be part of the high vis thing. Yeah, all right. So we're kind of getting back on point there. So, point one <coughs> of going on a trip like this is pack light. Pack light. Yeah, you need. Uh, I brought like three pairs of pants, and I don't even think I, I wore my jeans like maybe once or twice. Yeah, wow. it's like and all this stuff. And I just ended up wearing the same underwear for like three or four days. Who oh, cares? You're just like on the road, man. Yeah, you're just true. Yeah, you're on you're the road. You're just living. You know, yeah, you don't. The my ideal trip will be you. You 
need to change your underwear? Well, there, I'm sure there's a Dollar General somewhere. There's a Walmart, Walmart somewhere. Yeah. You go in, you buy another pair, throw the other one away. Throw them in a grant. Yeah, throw them in a trash can. Get them on fire. fire or something. Yeah, burn them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so pack and light, uh, you know, having the right gear, just layers, mm-hmm. rain suit, freeze out gear, yeah. whatever, uh, is kind of an essential thing. Baby wipes. Everywhere I read online, baby wipes. Man, there's a million different reasons why I won't go into it. But <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Baby, <laughs> baby wipes. Baby wipes are a must. Has saved me more than once on my trip. Um, something I wish I had done differently. Yeah. And I, dude, I wish I'd bought a helmet that had an external visor on it. Because when you're riding all day, at some point you're either riding into the sunset or riding into the sunrise. And I just, I think that's such a goofy look, especially on, on. Like the, like the adventure helmet with like the, like yeah, the motocross exactly. visor or something With like the that? motocross okay. visor. But there were so many times where I was like, dude, I've got, I'm just, the sun is just burning my retinas. And right. I'm like, dude, I really wish I had a. Had an external visor. And um, it does make a difference. You know, I've got the Icon difference. variant. And yeah, you've got, got the, the, the Hornet. And yeah. I've got the MX-9 Adventure now. Yeah. I haven't ridden with it on, with the visor just because I'm terrified of Yeah, drag. I just, I don't it's like that, that look. But, yeah, it's not bad. Everybody says it's not bad. Well, see, again, I'm I'm the guy that's going to test it to its limits yeah. and... Do 120 going it's bad. Yeah. The variant, 105 is all that helmet's got in it. The variant is super smooth on a high boost. I haven't speed. ridden. I haven't ridden in a variant. Oh, uh, it's a cool. Look but you know, I will say going from the variant to the X14. Oh well, that's a that's well, two different helmets. Uh, but going from that, two different there worlds. were moments where I was like, tilt my head down, get the sun out of my eyes, and there's nothing there. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, okay. The, I just do. I do the electrical tape. Yeah, the yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's what I did. And yeah, yeah. It worked, but. Like I said, I wish I'd, I'd had the, the visor on there. Yeah. So J-Max says, uh, one, baby wipes and monkey butt paste. Yes. For sure. And uh, he also now needs to get some high-vis gear. Yes. Yes, you do have. Yeah, you you ran your mouth about me. Have, like, you and I had the conversation about it. Oh, damn it. Um, I'm trying to think of some other big uh, big things. I use I wear spandex for like cyclists that have the butt pad yes. right. on them. And when you're doing any kind of long distance, whether even you're just going out for eight hours with your buddies, man, that saved my life. I wear that every single day, and that allowed me to ride so much farther and yeah. be so much more comfortable uh, having the spandex on there. There you um, go. Anything that's going to be wind blocking too, because wind burn people don't think about wind burn, mm-hmm. and it will beat you to death. Mm-hmm. And you will get off the bike and be like, it hasn't been hot. It hasn't been cold. Why do I feel this bad? Yeah. Because you've been out in the wind and vented. I mean, okay, vented gear, yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be blowing on you. But it's still friction. It's still friction, and it's still going to wear your skin out. Like, you you and I have been mm-hmm. on rides that have been all day, and we got mm-hmm. off the bike. Like, fuck, I don't want to go home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I'm stuck. i got to ride home now. I'm, yeah. I'm super uncomfortable right now. You tell you've been riding all like yeah. that when you get off the bike and then you're like, I'm not going to ride for a week. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the track days with me. Like if I after I get done with the track day, I don't ever, I don't want to look at a bike for a week. Yeah. That's something I'm, this guy has never said. I'm not riding for a week. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> if Eeyore says he's not riding for a week, he's lost a bet. Is what it is. <laughs> or it's raining and it's 20 degrees. Yeah, it's yeah. sleeting outside. Is what yeah. it is. I'll tell you, I never experienced that moment on the trip, and I thought that I would. But, like, no matter how sick or tired or cold or, like, whatever was going yeah. on in that moment, I was always so excited to get back on my bike. And I think, one, that's because I freaking love the FJ9. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, like, part of the adventure as well was, like, because I kind of loosely planned it out. I'm like, what does tomorrow hold? And I right. wake up, and I'm just kind of looking at my map, and I'm like, I used a map. I used an actual physical map. Oh, yeah. A lot of millennials, it's paper. 
See, back before picture, we had, not back not before we had GPS kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring a map with you as well. I had a, a U.S. road atlas. Yes. And that saved my life <laughs> yeah. a couple times. You know, like you were saying, every day was something new. It's not like going out for eight hours and going, okay, time to go home. Yeah. You know, that's always the ride home is usually you're dragging ass by then. Yeah, you're yeah. usually worn the fuck out. You know, if you got tired when you were out riding, just stop. Yeah. Yep, and you get up and you're ready to go. I want to do that so bad. Yeah. I will tell you one of the mistakes I made as well. Uh, you know, I'm from North Carolina, so I'm like, oh man, it's you know, 80 degrees here. I'm leaving in July. It's going to be hot this entire trip. When you're up in Colorado or up in the mountains in California or wherever, it's cold as shit at night. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple nights where, dude, I wore, I almost wore my helmet. I mean, I wore my boots, jacket, pants, everything. It was just like, <laughs> freezing to death in this little lightweight summer weight oh. sleeping bag. So if you're going to do a cross-country trip and spend any time in the West Coast, you know, the weather in the, that part of the country just changes like that. Mm-hmm. And especially when you, you know, include elevation in that. Like yeah. camping in Colorado, it was like 28 degrees. And Jesus. In like September, right right now. it was like freezing, dude. And uh, miserable. There's nothing worse than being out in a tent. Yeah, no, I've been there, done that. I hate it. I hate it. Oh my god! Now, camping and everything. Now, did you have to call ahead and say, "Hey, I'm camping here," or did you sit there and say, "Hey, I can stop here and pitch a tent and get out of here before anybody notices"? Yes and yes. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. I'm gonna let you tell that story while I put this away. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I did a little bit of both. so there are a couple times where I call ahead, but a lot of times I just roll up and there's spaces side. or, you know, people that had like RVs would let me kind of camp in there, a little RV ground. And, and that speaks to, I think, one of the, the kind of most profound parts of the trip for me. Uh, we're just we're like in such a time and age, you go on Facebook, you turn on the news, man, people are, it's like black and white, red and blue, whatever, man. People are so angry and there's like just so much animosity and People are afraid of so many things, and I just experienced nothing but absolute kindness from people that I met from all over the country, whether it was somebody, and it was raining, like, hey, man, come inside and have some coffee, or other bikers going, hey, you're from out of state, what are you doing, come ride with us, uh, to people in campgrounds saying, hey, you know, there's no more spaces, you can pitch your tent in our RV, or next to our RV, whatever, uh, but, you know, I just, I met people from all over the country, Every different color, every different creed, religion, whatever. And at the end of the day, it's like you're a biker, you're one of us. And it was kind of cool to to get outside. There's lots of little micro communities within the motorcycle community. I've been part of the, the track day junkie guys for a while, and now I got out and did this. Got out of the bubble. Yeah, got out of that bubble and kind of did the adventure touring thing. And it was just so cool to realize that how how special the motorcycle community is and that so many of those other external factors like our, our race and religion, and that doesn't matter, man. At the end of the day, we're bikers, and we respect yeah. each other, and we're going to take care of each other. Yeah. And that was that really, like, struck me kind of at home, and, and I met probably a dozen people that I'll be friends with for the rest of my life that I still talk with on Facebook regularly, and awesome. they still text me and say, hey, Reed, how was your trip? You know, what are you doing now? And and that was really cool. So Nice. And that's why we do this. Yeah. You know, it's... It's not just about Daniel and I talking about bikes all the time. It's it's the community that forms around it, and it's strong everywhere you go. Yeah. Especially once you get past, like you said, the bubble of the social media. 
uh, which of course we're using now. But yep. once you stop looking at that and you look around at the people who are part of this community, there's no yeah. nothing like it. Second like, community is awesome. Sorry, Pinozo commented on me and my hammock at NCM that he got a picture of. Yeah, I was a little chilly that night. I forgot my blanket and pillow, so yeah. it got a little cold. They like, sent me that picture if you still have it. I don't know if we posted that or not, but it's pretty funny. Right. Oh, was, Michael Lucas also did reply. Southern Rider magazine. Gotcha, Southern Rider, and yeah, I saw that. So yeah, cool. Uh, other big things: bring spare fuel. There were three or four times mm-hmm. where it was due to a liter of fuel literally saved me from mm-hmm. being stranded. A long walk. Uh, a long walk, yeah, on the side of the road. Um, now, would you just have like a liter, like a liter Coke bottle or two liter Coke bottle or, or what? Yeah, it's just a little liter kind of REI. You know, they, they make yeah, the, the fuel. Yeah, yeah. The like red. what I have for thirteen. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you need it for thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. She's thirsty. She. She's thirsty and the tank isn't that big. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, other tips being organized, man. I'm the least organized person. Yay, me too. Everything that I, that I packed with me and I had the big Gibby kind of GRGV metal hard bags. Everything was in a Ziploc baggie, even my clothes. And I labeled everything and, and you know, I'd repack everything at night. Um, and not only A, when it's raining, you know, if your bags leak a little bit, that, that waterproofing, you know, is going to protect yeah. it. Right. But I just knew where everything was. So, when I was in a pinch and it's pouring rain and I need to grab something, I could I could kind of locate really helps, yeah. stuff yeah. that I that I needed. Um, so that that helped me more than once as well. Cool. Um, now we talked about like what's like top three rides that you went on. Top three little areas that you rode. Or top three things that stick out in your there mind. There you go. Yeah. Most. Um, you've got to go to Yellowstone National Park. Uh, before it erupts, there's a ride called yeah. Before it kills all of us, the, the super <laughs> super volcano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a ride there called the Bear Tooth Pass, which is like one of the top five rides in the nation. You Google it. Uh, I think it's like eleven thousand feet or something crazy. It was snowing when I got to the top in like late August. Yeah, which is pretty wild. Right. Um, that's yeah. The just one of the most scenic. This is incredible. You got you got to experience that. Um, the Million Dollar Highway in Colorado, which is in Cortez, which is the most southwestern corner of Colorado, and your Telluride, which yeah. is like a famous ski town. Ski town, yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there's a route there called the Million Dollar Highway, and it's just switchbacks with no guardrail with like a 10,000 foot drop. Shh, yeah. I'm in, yeah. but screw Ooh, that. Screw there, there, this guy will be going slow. I, yeah, yeah I'll be going, I'm going to cruise that. Yeah, day. I thought I was Mr. Tough Guy and I was going like five miles an hour. You know, you're like looking over and your stomach just goes, ah. It's one of those things where you're like, I'm either going in the mountain or I'm going to have to call my insurance company to let them know I'm about to die. Yeah. So, Crap, yeah, I need no. a pack of parachute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fall would be long enough to call your insurance company. Jesus. I'm dying. Just go ahead and call it, like, go ahead and cash this in. I'm about to, phone's dead. <laughs> go and find the wet spot on the yeah. side of the mountain. That's yeah. me. Find the, find the tracker on the phone, and that's where I'm at. That was great. Uh, southern Utah, Bryson Zion. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Moab Desert is just, like, spectacular. Um, more scenery than actual riding. Um, in terms of kind of twisty roads, uh... There was a ride in Northern California, Highway 299, goes from the coast to Redding, California. Mm-hmm. And it's like 180 miles of just hairpin switchback turns. Oh. Um, and even on my FJ09, mm-hmm. man, I was I was killing it, man. I, I wore my tires down to the edges on that thing. Nice. Um, 
One of the most surprising parts of the trip was Idaho. Huh. Really? Couldn't point Idaho out on a map before that trip. Um, but going from Boise all the way to the Panhandle and Coeur d'Alene was just massive switchbacks through these river valleys. And then Coeur d'Alene itself is actually kind of cool. So I get there <coughs> and I'm kind of riding in Coeur d'Alene. Is, there's this huge lake, Lake Coeur d'Alene or something. Really nice, uh, kind of ritzy vacation lake village place. Uh, and so I'm riding around the lake and which is these really beautiful tight switchback turns. Um, and there's like a big car meetup, all these guys with Subarus and yeah. stamps, whatever. Uh, there's probably a hundred different cars and they were doing a rally around the lake and there are a couple bikes there too. Um, and so here I am with all my hard luggage and my neon gear. Just <laughs> like, and I had a huge beard and I was bald. So like very conflicting things here. Uh, but they were doing like a rally around the, the, the lake and they'd shut off the, the roads, um, to do this. And so like, do oh, you want cool. to come ride with us? And I was like, Hell yeah. yeah, I'm coming. Let's go. Guys. So I put my hard luggage in, uh, some guy's trunk and went after it. And that's the first time I actually got to open up the FGI nine. Yeah. I had the traction control on. Um, and dude, I just, after that, man, I really tore into that bike and kind of got to mm-hmm. put it down on its side. And that's when I really fell in love. It was a quarter lane. Um, but incredibly awesome ride. Yeah. Um, tons of switchbacks, beautiful roads. They just repaved it. Um, so if you get the chance to go to Coeur d'Alene or anywhere in Idaho, yeah, a lot of cool riding up there. Um, trying to think of other big highlights. Uh, East coast, the Blue Ridge Parkway, man, is still the greatest. Yeah. Blue Ridge is fantastic. Gone from kind of Florida up to Maine. Blue Ridge is best. Uh, Shenandoah, which is just north of that in yeah. Virginia, is a close second. Um, and then I think maybe the coastline of New Hampshire and Maine is is third. But Blue Ridge was like, that was like the first two days of my trip was the Blue Ridge Parkway. I was like, man, pretty, yeah, pretty spoiled starting out on that. Yeah. I'd never done the full thing. Oh, um, yeah, you did the full thing, didn't you? I did the entire thing, nice. yeah. yeah. I'd never done that before. So to get the opportunity, even that's, that's a weekend trip. Take yeah. Friday off and go do that. That's, uh-huh. That was a ton of fun. Don't do the full Natchez Trace because the first 10 miles out of Nashville are great, but everything else is dead straight. It's, it's boring, boring after a while. Mm-hmm. Unless you're on a cruiser. Unless you're on, unless you're on a, a touring bike or a cruiser, yeah. it's fine. But You can actually sit back and enjoy the view at that point. For what, we all ride, for what he and I ride, it's it's awful. Yeah, yeah. that first part's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first 10 miles are great. Mm-hmm. Then you, see, I always, I'll do that and then turn around and come back. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or hit Leaper's Fork. And Leaper's Fork, hang out. Back roads. Yeah. But uh, go past the castle. So, at some point in time on any ride like this, you have that moment where you're just riding there and everything just kind of clicks. That sigh, just that, just that moment <coughs> of like harmony. What was that for you? If Ooh, you can remember it, yeah, man, I could definitely remember a couple moments like that. Uh, one of them, uh was in Utah uh, when I was at the Zion National Park and just watching the sunset over this just, you know, something I'll never forget. Insane landscape. And I'm like, man, I'm doing it right now. That's awesome. This is awesome. You just kind of get that little like bubbly feeling inside you. Um, But the first time it really, really hit me, uh, the East Coast, when I rode up the East Coast, that's, that's where I grew up in New York and Boston. And I've kind of, that was more visiting buddies. I didn't do a lot of good riding. Um, so it really hit me when I was 
riding out. This is maybe a week or two later. And it didn't hit me for a while that I was kind of doing this trip because the first part of it, I'd stayed with so many friends. The adventure hadn't really begun yet. And I was right. kind of covering familiar territory of the East Coast. So I was in Chicago and I was going to Sturgis and I was going to stay in, it's right in between the two of them, Wichita, no, not Wichita. Um, what state? It's in South Dakota. It's a small town in oh, a, or a city. It starts with a W. I don't know. It's a, Weibo? It's eluding me. It's not a small town. <laughs> I think it's a big city. Yeah. I was supposed to, anyways, do like a six, a seven hour ride and then like an eight hour ride to Sturgis. Yeah. And I met this guy named Wild Bill. Oh, this sounds like a fantastic great story. Dude, this guy's on a Harley. He's lane split. He's doing 100 miles an hour and he pulls up next to me and he's like pointing at me and then slapping on you know the back of his bike. To Come with me. Him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. So riding like a maniac and I'm, I don't usually ride like that. Yeah. I'm just trying to follow this guy. So we pull over. Big dude. You know, I don't know. 250, 280 pounds, big guy pulls over and he looks at me, he goes, where are you going? I'm like, oh man, you know, with my touring stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm going to Sturgis, it's my first time, I'm going to stay here at this other place. I don't know how many swear words we're allowed to say on here. But oh, like, did you have just swear have at it, dude. Like, he's like, don't be a pussy, we're going to do the whole thing today. I'm like, man, it's a thousand miles, that's a lot, I just don't want to yeah. do that. He's like, we're going to pull over for gas and then we're going to smoke weed. And we're going to ride. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do either of those things. I just kind of want to just <laughs> yeah. get to my friend's place. And he's like, no, we're going to do it. So I'm like, all right, Wild Bill. All right, fine. And let's so go. We're just, uh, the wrench says you ain't got a hair on your ass. Yeah, you yeah, ain't got a hair on your ass. If you, yeah. This guy's just talking so much shit to me. And <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man, I, I'll follow Wild Bill. And so, dude, I did it. Did just under, I didn't hit the 1,000 mile mark. I hit 900, like, 88 miles. Jesus Christ. And one day, me and Wild Bill were just going at it, like, you know, into the sunset in South Dakota. You know, there's like thunderstorms on one side of me and this crazy sunset. And I'm with this crazy guy that's just smoking weed and like eating edibles. And I'm like, dude, if I had done all of that, there's no way way I'm riding. There's no No. way I'm riding. And he's just stone cold sober, just chiefing all this stuff down. And I have to partake a little bit to keep up with Wild Bill. And now I'm uncomfortable. And... I was just like, I guess I'm just kind of doing it right now. This is the adventure, man. Jesus Christ. Right. That's 900 miles into a trip with Wild Bill, and you're riding into the sunset to Sturgis. So. I want to talk to Wild Bill so bad. Yeah, right I was fun. Number. Wild Bill, if you're listening, I miss you, dude. Dude, text That's his awesome. ass and send him like, it's like, dude, yeah. get your, we need to have him on the show. That would be, I just want to talk to that guy. Right. Just to have just say, hey, there. tell us this. Yeah, and then, he, he owned a construction company, which is like code for mafia. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, means. dude. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Construction. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sure. Uh, J-Mac asks, if you could have chose a different time of year to cross the country, would you have gone earlier in the year? Also, your shoe isn't bad. I don't care. I'm at my house. <laughs> um. So I think the best way to do it would be, honestly, to start on the West Coast in the summertime while it's like in the 70s there. And then <laughs> as you go east, it's, uh, you know, it'll still be warmer in like September. Right. Um, so I started in July and hit, I was in Sturgis in like early August. So I, from July 17th to August 8th, which is three weeks, I got to Maine, Montreal, and all the way to Sturgis. Um, so it was, it was starting to, once I got down into Utah and Colorado, it was like September. And it was starting to get chilly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when I was in the East Coast, man, there was like a heat wave and it was 100 degrees. 
Um, so to answer that, I don't know if there's like a perfect time to do it, but I would start if you can, I guess, in the West Coast mm-hmm. while it's nice and then move to the East Coast as it starts to cool down. Gotcha. Um, cool. As maybe even as colors are changing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah, the first week of my trip, man, I hit like Philly, New York, and Boston. It was just like 95 degrees. Oh, God. Every day, stuck yeah. in traffic. And at this point, I'm visiting my buddies, but I'm just like sweating to death on my bike, dude. And that sucks. And then being cold sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, being cold, I'd rather be sweating my brains out than being I don't know, man. I'd rather be cold than be just getting roasted alive. Yeah. Like, even going through Texas, man, in September was still hot. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. But that goes back into being prepared and having right. layers, yeah. you know. At your back and call whenever you need it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, very good. It sounds like a great time and something that we all need. To oh, I, I, to my trip, I've told you. I, I don't know if i told you about this trip yet. Flying out. That take to it? California? Yeah. That take you vaguely okay. you mentioned it. The idea for me is maybe in middle of May, maybe early May, late April. Fly out to the West Coast and rent something and go down Highway 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. PCH. I did all that. Yeah. I want to do that. That was so a highlight. Yeah, that was a highlight as well. Big Sur. Big Sur. Sweet. Highway 1. Hit up. Go see our friends out at Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. I got some buddies. I've got a couple of friends in in L.A. and Santa Ana. Um, I almost wore my Santa Cruz hat. Yeah. There you go. But, and just go see some friends, and hopefully one of them will be in town. He may not be in town due to his work schedule. Um, but Brendan will be there. He lives in Santa Ana. He and I cheered together, so I just need to go see him anyway. Yes, you did say cheer. Yes, I did say cheer. I was a collegiate cheerleader. That's how I helped pay for two years of school. Raw. Anyway. Raw. Hey, you know what? You were the smart guy at school. I was, it was. I was the smart one. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm going to gonna do that. The last yeah. thing I will say, and I did this trip by myself. And I'm kind of glad I did it by myself because along the way, meeting people like Wild Bill mm-hmm. and a dozen other people yeah. that you're just riding and you just link up with guys at a gas station or a streetlight or whatever. Yeah. That happens so many times. So I'd say, you know, <coughs> maybe 25 to 50% of the time I was actually riding with somebody else. And there are a few guys who I actually linked up with who were doing similar things, maybe a week or two long or maybe cross country trips. Yeah. Uh, and we'd ride together for two or three days. Um, so it was nice doing it by myself because I didn't have to worry about bringing somebody, you know, they want to take photos, take a piss, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to be on my own time, but at the same time, there were definitely periods of time where I'm like, if I don't talk to somebody else, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're on a 13 hour stretch of, I'm you know, highway 90 yeah, yeah. and you become your own best friend very quickly. <laughs> uh, but at the end, I'm kind of glad that I did it by myself. Yeah. It's easier to make friends and. That, you know, you did it, period. Yeah. You did it. Uh, There's something that might be coming up later this year, like a weekend deal, mm-hmm. and we'll let you know. Cool. Definitely. You know, coming in 2018, there's, I've got a lot of things on the radar I want to do as well. Um, a couple of rides. I mean, 2017, actually, I did get to do most None of the of rides really I wanted did. to do. I went on a lot of rides, especially with the NTMR guys. Yeah. Uh, which is where I get most of my riding done anyways, but. You know, just Nothing with, with the events that have happened yeah. this year, is, is some of the trips I would have liked to have done, we just never got a chance to do. I mean, yeah, just distance and then just life kind of mm-hmm. halfway got in the way. Well, it got in the way a lot of the times. So, yeah. You know, but, but I you mean, know, the Blue Ridge is definitely something I want to do. Uh, Cherahala, 
Um, Charahola, if you do that, if you're doing it fast, Charahola is the big bike area. Mm-hmm. You need to take the Aprilia. Mm-hmm. Leave the Hyper at home. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do the Gap, mm-hmm. bring the Hyper. Right. If you're going to Char- if you're going to touch Charahola, take the Tawana. Yeah. Just because that's where the fast boys let them hang. Mm-hmm. Like, those yeah. guys, Charahola is wide open. So big sweeping turns. Big yep. sweepers. Lots of corner speed. Lots of momentum. Mm-hmm. The big dogs out there that are fast out there are running big bikes. Like, whereas the big guys out at Deals Gap are on Motards or 600s. And the guys on 600s, if you see a guy on a 600 with race plastic and numbers, get out of the way. Because they are going to be flying. You're right. You know, I still want to do the 125 run. That's something we got to plan still. Jesus Christ. Even though we're, that 125 ride, that it's is not going to go away until it happens. Jesus. Okay, what question. Yeah. Oh, God. No, we need Will for this one. We'll have you back on the show. Don't worry. Um, did you hit Route 66 at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Couple, in a couple different states, yeah. Because it was that was one of the questions from J-Mac. I've been to the beginning of it. Yeah. I've, no, I've been on it. I don't, I've been on it in the middle. I don't know where I was at. I was 17 and on a family road. But anyway, that was where I found the uh, the AMX dealership with uh-huh. a 72 240Z sitting there in the dealership, chained up. I about found a brick and just stole the car. <laughs> I was, I, me and my dad are not criminals at all, but we looked at each other. We thought about it. <laughs> we thought real long and hard about it. I was going to drive a 240Z home. But anyway, uh-huh. other than that. There you go. Uh, I guess in closing... You want to tell the story why he calls you that nickname? Fingerless Reed? Do you want? Do we want right. to tell that? The legend of Fingerless Reed. The legend Reed. of Fingerless Reed. This sounds like a really bad country song. So, yeah. So, <laughs> pro tip, follow pro, this. Yeah, don't lesson. do what he did. So, you've heard rumors of this before. And if, and you've watched, if you're watching the video, you can see in his hand that, yeah. You've, you've heard of people doing what I'm going to tell you about, and now you're meeting somebody that's done this. So, you can put a face to the story, the whispers that you heard about. Yes. So I was cleaning the chain on my FJ09 that I've already said that I'm in love with. Uh, and I wanted to do it quickly, so I... He was on lunch. On lunch, yeah. So I put the bike up in the center stand, kicked it into first gear, and, and kind of let it spin. Sprayed it down. Got a grudge brush, you know, was, was scrubbing the chain, kind of letting it do its thing. And normally... When I do this, which you know, which great, I did this for ten weeks in a row. Yeah, you did this on the trip, but I did this on my trip, which I shouldn't even be saying. Yeah. So normally when I do that, I grab a microfiber and I kind of like wrap it around my finger. I don't know if you can see that, and press it up against the chain while it's running, so that you know I can kind of wipe the chain off while while it's running, so I can do it very very quickly. But this time I didn't do that, and I just grabbed a brush very loosely. Or a, or a microfiber. No, it was a shop towel. It was a shop oh. towel. That might have also been That's part what, of the issue. That was the problem. Yeah. So I grabbed a shop towel instead of a microfiber. And the minute it touched the chain, because it was so loose and it wasn't wrapped around my finger like that, it grabbed and it took my hands through the back sprocket of my bike while it was running. Yeah. So there's so. probably that much room between the chain and the sprocket. No, there's to, not even that. <laughs> to, yeah. To fit your fingers through. Yeah. So, so I, hence the reason why he's fingerless Reed now. Yeah, he still has Reed. all of his he's, fingers, thankfully. Yeah, they sewed him back on. Yeah, they wouldn't let it. They wouldn't put the vibration on the middle finger. I know. I asked him to give me vibrating fingers. <laughs> yeah. So, so they wouldn't let him do wouldn't cover it. Yeah. I will say this: this man is a trooper. Yes. I didn't cry. And I didn't pass no, out. No, I, I, I. But he was white yeah. as a damn sheet. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I went with Reed to the hospital to the emergency room. Yeah. And I will tell you this: 
there was only one time where that smile disappeared from his face. And that was when the doctor was examining his fingers and literally pulling things apart and looking at it. Yeah. That was the only time this man stopped smiling. They gave it a lot of drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots yeah. of sedatives. Lots of those, yeah. yeah. So I got the I definitely got the text message because I was off that day. And Andy texted me. He goes, hey, uh, so this just happened. I'm like, what? And the granted, I've known you guys for like maybe a month now. So yeah. I'm like, still the NFG. Yeah. Like, oh, he just cut his fingers off on his lunch break. Yay! But literally, we were all like, what's going on? What's going on? This bastard here ambushes me with a picture of it. He goes, hey, look at that. Ah, oh, damn it, Chris. That yeah. was the one you posted. By that was the one you posted. You, after you posted it. Yeah. Life. Hey, he's like, hey, guess what? Meanwhile, his fingers look like sausages. And it's Ooh, like, yeah. he walks up and just throws his phone right in front of me. And you have to like, what? Oh, damn it. You asked. No, I didn't ask. You, you said, didn't. hey, look at this. Oh, shit. So don't clean your chain while the bike is running. Yes. And if you ever think about it, you can. Don't do it. Contact them time. and get in touch with me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. DM so, Reed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that happens, so. Yeah. Yeah. Bet you won't do uh, it again. Nope. And I almost let <laughs> you off with my left hand. So yeah. Even I almost let you off the hook on the show with this one, but. No, we yeah. have to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, good. No, because there's people that do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Just don't. <laughs> You'll cut your fingers off. Yeah. That's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. All right. We're at. So we're all about an hour and 20 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and end the uh, 2017 right here. Yeah. In 2017, we'll talk about. What we thought about 2017 next week, mm-hmm. because we had too much fun talking to Reed. That's right. And it is an open invite, by the way. You yeah, are welcome. Uh, you are more than welcome. welcome. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me over. Yeah. yeah. You guys have any questions about doing long distance trips or reach out finger, to us? We'll get you in contact with him or so finger rehab. If, rehab uh, yeah. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, um, are you comfortable with them getting in touch with you? Yeah, I have Instagram is the best way to do that. Um, and we can probably post it. On we'll the post show. it we'll on, on the, the show phone. notes, and we'll post it up on the Facebook page. Yeah, there's pictures from my trip. There's yeah. a bunch of really cool. Yeah, things he's got on some there. pretty cool pictures from er- everything. Yeah, from, from everything. the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, again, open invite, dude. Cool. Just right. let us Thank know you. if you're bored on Wednesday night. Come no, on. absolutely. No, I'd love to make this a thing. Come yeah. on, come on yeah. down all day long. Yeah, for real. Because yeah. we, because I got Thursdays off, so I can. Sweet. Hey, me and you both. Well, not anymore. You don't. Well, next week. Screw you. Anyway, <laughs> I got tomorrow off. Yeah. So, very good. Um, yeah, man. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank uh, you so much. It's yes. Been a, it's been a great year it's having all of you with year. us. Um, couldn't say how well, any less excited I am. We will definitely talk about 2017 next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to this week, but we had too much fun talking to Reed. So. Um, thank you from the founders, yep. the OGs. Yep. Um, thank you from the new guys. That aren't here, and Eeyore, who is the new OG, because he's been here for every show that he's needed to be on. The first episode, the first, first episode, first listener. He yep. is the OG, not the non, the OG non-host. How about that? There you go. Yes. There you go. So, and the official voice of the opening. The voice of the opening. Um, we want to give shout outs to the creative writing guys. Yes. Um, motorcycles and misfits. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Mean it. Cleveland Moto. Cleveland Moto. Yeah. Uh, what's the girl? Uh, girl on a moto. Girl on a moto. Yeah. Uh, we we need to get her on the show. We do. We we need to to we'll out. work on that for twenty eighteen. Um, 
2018 is going to be fun. I've got the trip. We've got some other issues, yep. that some other fun things that we're talking about. Yep. And most importantly, thank you to you, Wingman Nation. You yes, Wingman Nation. Thank you so much. Um, shout out to, oh God, every last one of you. Um, every I've got, single one of you. I've got riding, I've got racing heroes that are in there. Mark Miller yep. and Brandon Cray too. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being a part of it. Um, you guys, just you two in particular, it's like, wow, holy cow. Why are you racing gods, like wasting your time with us? But anyway, that's how I am with it. Right. But anyway. But you're the, you're all, every single one of you the reason why we keep yes. doing this. So thank you very much. We're going to stop rambling here. Yeah, I'm so done. guys, I'm Crystal Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. I'm Eeyore. Eight Finger Reed. Eight Finger Reed. Eight Finger Reed. We need to come up with something like that rings. We'll figure that I'll out. I'll come up with a good hand, death pun. hand, yeah, a hand pun. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll, we'll see you all next week. We'll see you in 2018. Thank you very much. Peace out, everybody. Go Love ride. Go ride. Love you, meet you. Bye. Remember, if you like the show and you like what we do, go to patreon.com backslash wingman's garage and contribute what you can to help make this show happen. And leave us reviews. Leave us reviews, yes. See Bye-bye. you guys. Bye-bye.